It's Friday, February 8th, and from the Pennsylvania Environmental Council, this is Pennsylvania Legacies. I'm Josh Rollerson. In Pennsylvania, watershed management and restoration is often a grassroots-level enterprise carried out by local watershed organizations. In a state with 86,000 miles of rivers and streams to maintain, there are a lot of these groups. Most are small, and many rely on volunteers for some, or in some cases, all of their operations. Historically, these groups haven't always worked together statewide, at least not in a very coordinated way. But the Pennsylvania Organization for Watersheds and Rivers, POWER for short, is trying to change that. There's hundreds of these organizations. Chances are, if there is a challenge that one of them is facing, there is another organization out there that has faced that same challenge. And so there's absolutely no reason to reinvent the wheel. What can local watershed groups learn from one another? And how can they team up to take on bigger challenges? We'll talk about it with Power's new statewide program manager coming up. But first, there's a great opportunity in the very near future for watershed organizations to do exactly the kind of relationship building we're talking about on this episode. It is Watershed Connections, the biennial statewide conference for watershed organizations hosted by Peck and Power in State College. It's coming up later this month. There you can take advantage of training and mentorship opportunities, network with counterparts from across the state, and learn from our speakers and presenters. Of course, the marquee event is the return of the popular Shark Tank Funders Edition session. That's where participants can pitch their project ideas and get instant feedback from a panel of real-life grant makers. DCNR's Kelly Rossiter was one of those panelists at the 2017 conference. She says it's a rare opportunity for grant seekers to gain insight into what funders are looking for. Previously, people doing grant applications really just wanted you to understand their program and kind of pick them over someone else and explain to you why they were a great project to invest in. But now with more limited resources, we are not just choosing good projects to invest in, but we're choosing projects that will then beget other results and leverage other funding, and we have to try to use our money much more strategically and more wisely. Um, So I think that's why those end metrics are important. Kelly Rossiter will be back in the Shark Tank along with three other guest judges at this year's Watershed Connections Conference, happening February 24th and 25th at the Wyndham Garden Hotel in State College. You can find much more information and a link to register at pecpa.org slash connections2019. That's pecpa.org slash connections2019. Of course, we will include that link in the show notes for this episode, which you can find at the Peck website, peckpa.org. If you'll pardon the expression, 2019 is shaping up to be a bit of a watershed moment for the Pennsylvania Organization for Watersheds and Rivers, PEC's sister organization and co-host of the Watershed Connections Conference. This year, Power is poised to expand its presence and to step up its programs serving local watershed groups statewide. Our newest hire, Tally MacArthur, is putting that agenda into action as Watershed's program manager for Peck. I sat down with Tally at our North Shore Pittsburgh production studio to get to know her a little bit and to find out what she thinks a robust statewide collaboration among local watershed groups might look like. Tally, welcome. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. I should say welcome, not just to the studio, but welcome to Peck. It's, it's great to have you on board. Thank you. It's great to be here. Tell me a little bit about your background and what brought you to Pennsylvania Environmental Council. 
Uh, sure. So my initial background is in coastal zone management and coastal policy, which is something that I haven't really been able to pursue while being in central PA. <laughs> sure. But uh, a lot of overlap with freshwater river conservation and uh, outdoor recreation. Prior to coming to Peck, I spent some time working as executive director of the Susquehanna Greenway Partnership. They are a water trail manager as well as um, an organization that helps to promote the entire Susquehanna Greenway. And before that, I was program manager for the Pennsylvania Council of Trout Unlimited, and I managed a grant program there for implementation and planning grants for cold water resource habitat. My first interaction with PEC was actually at the statewide conference uh, a couple years ago. I served as one of the funding sharks for that really neat Shark Tank event and um, really thought it was a great opportunity and great people. And so I was really pleased to have the opportunity to join the organization. That conference was the, uh, the inaugural event, and we're just about to have the second one. Did you have any inkling at the time that, that this would be you two years from now? I did not. At the time, I did not. But I'm so glad it is. And that's actually been one of my roles since coming on is to help plan that conference and, in fact, uh, be a part of putting together that that Shark Tank event again. So um, now kind of looking at that event from a slightly different perspective, but also having the experience of participating, I think, is going to serve me well as I continue to plan another great Shark Tank feature. You are uh, officially joining the Peck Watersheds team, and in that capacity, as most of us do, we'll, we'll probably wear more than one hat at different times. But as I understand it, your your primary charge is leading the Pennsylvania Organization for Watersheds and Rivers into its next stage. We'll, we'll give you a little bit of a pass since that is obviously you know very much in progress and you're still getting up to speed. But can you talk a little bit about power and sort of what it is, what its its goals are? Sure. So power is really about supporting the many, many community watershed organizations that exist throughout the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania and helping to build their capacity, their technical expertise, and their ability to be, to use the common cliche, the boots on the ground. So whether it's providing technical assistance that they might need, new uh, grant opportunities that might be there to fund some of the projects that they do, and a lot of leadership development for the boards and whether they be volunteer or actually um, some of these organizations do have paid staff. But there's a lot of need there. And part of Power's mission is to really support their work so that they can really implement projects that hopefully in the at the end of the day actually can help move PA's rivers and streams to be cleaner and healthier in addition to support their efforts in education and outreach a lot of these organizations spend a lot of their time engaging the local community engaging volunteers and power is here to sort of support that effort also it's kind of amazing to me that there are so many of these local watershed organizations, so many, I believe that like nobody really has a very clear idea of how many exactly. Yes, it's definitely in the hundreds. I have it, not heard a definitive number yet. And this has been the case, I suppose, for decades, but we're kind of now approaching a moment when there's some real meaningful statewide coordination and cooperation amongst them, or at least in, in the form of the Watersheds Conference, for example. So given that background, I'm imagining that the composition of this loose-knit community across the state is pretty heterogeneous. 
people in different locations, different populations have different goals and objectives and needs and challenges and so on. What's your sense of what these groups are dealing with and how specifically power can support that? Sure. So I know a while back there was a survey that was conducted to ask exactly those kind of questions. And I think it was very, um, I'm not sure if it was surprising or expected that the outcome was that despite our rural communities in the Commonwealth and our more urban areas, a lot of these organizations are struggling with the same kind of things. And so a lot of that is in leadership. So often there'll be an organization that has been led by the same small group of people. And while they're still very, very passionate, they're sort of either aging out or maybe wanting to do other things with their lives. And there hasn't been, I don't think, a lot of fantastic sort of succession planning. So even organizations that's been going for a long time under the leadership of a certain person and that person wants to move on. But have we done a good job of saying, okay, who's going to step into those shoes? And so leadership, capacity building comes up a lot. A lot of these organizations, like I said, they are all volunteer organizations. These people have outside full-time jobs, so they really do what they can. And I think also what we're seeing is a lot of passion. But again, as I've mentioned, maybe not quite the technical capacity. So we know that there's this body of water, a stream, a, a local creek that we think is impaired, or we think we're, we're seeing some possible impacts, but we're not quite sure you know, what to do about it. So I think that's where kind of power steps in. And one of the neat things that I've been seeing just in the short time that I've been here is that there are these coalitions and alliances of watershed associations. So this idea of having kind of an umbrella organization that brings individual watershed associations together is out there on a very localized level. But as you mentioned, power is sort of the statewide umbrella organization. So that's one of the things we're trying to figure out is how can we we support the watershed associations that are kind of maybe out there on their own and don't have that kind of alliance or coalition. And does that approach or does our support of those organizations going to look a little bit different of those regions that already have a pretty active coalition or alliance of several? So that we're still trying to figure out. The other thing that I've definitely heard over and over again is, like you said, there's hundreds of these organizations. Chances are, if there is a challenge that one of them is facing, there is another organization out there that has faced that same challenge. And so there's absolutely no reason to reinvent the wheel. And that is why some of our regional meetings and the statewide conference that you mentioned are so important to these organizations, because they want to network. They want to say, we're having this issue, we're having this concern concern. We have this challenge. Have you had it before? And what have you done about it? And what worked and what didn't work? So definitely information sharing, resource sharing, even if it's creating a fact sheet about an invasive species. Why go through the effort of creating it again? You know, just steal somebody else's and change the logo on top. So those are the types of things that power is really and I'm really focused on. What does this work look like to you on a day-to-day basis? Like, how does your how does your workday go? So right now, what I'm doing is being new to this organization and being new to the watershed associations. I've worked with some of them in my capacity as as in uh, PA Council of Trout Unlimited. But really, what I'm doing right now is what I'm calling sort of outreach and listening sessions. So I have a it's been jokingly called my hit list, which is a group of people and organizations that Power has interacted with in the past, maybe more so and less so over the years, but to sort of put some names with faces, get out there in around the entire state, really, meet with these people and say, 
you know, let's talk a little bit about how has power supported you in the past? What has worked? Like what's really been beneficial to you? And if you were really to help us think outside the box, what should power be doing moving forward? What haven't we considered? What resources, capacity building would you really like to see power do? And so it's an opportunity for me to learn more about what all these organizations are doing, which is going to be a really important part of this. Secondarily, for me to learn really what can power and what should power be doing moving forward? What haven't we considered that would be most useful? Obviously, still pretty early in this process, but what are you hearing so far? Are there any uh, like broad themes emerging in what people are telling you? One of the things I've heard, which was kind of interesting with the understanding that Pennsylvania is a very large state, but we've got the kind of major river basins and some of the concerns in the various regions, whether it be the Delaware, the Susquehanna, the kind of Allegheny, Ohio, some of them might overlap. But somebody pointed out that what might be really helpful is for power to develop sort of some strategic goals for each of those major river basins and then sort of work with the watershed associations in those river basins basins to forward and implement and advance those strategic plans. And I think one of the things that I have seen from my interaction with some of these watershed associations is there might be sort of a pet project that a certain watershed association thinks is really, really important. And yet, if there's not sort of a more regional approach or regional consensus that that's an issue, then they don't see a lot of success in seeing that issue addressed. But if we can maybe come up with some strategic plans, strategic approaches and say, you know, we really think that if all these organizations in this region sort of came together to promote this or advance this, that might be something that we could do. Again, that's just one suggestion from one of these. Power also has a lot of really great programs in place right now. Power facilitates and coordinates the River of the Year, which generates just a lot of excitement. We have an insurance program that we provide sort of low-cost insurance for these organizations. And I've heard that that could be tweaked a little bit and maybe improved upon And finally, our Sojourn grant is currently for paddling and kayaking trips. But I've heard some some murmurs that maybe we should sort of consider how else could we support, you know, could this Sojourn grant or other grants support these efforts. So I think people are very appreciative of what Power is doing. But I think each of the programs that Power is currently working on could be tweaked and improved a little bit. Do you want to give a quick plug for the upcoming conference? Sure. So Power is hosting a conference on February 24th and 25th, I believe, Sunday and Monday, (laughs) February 24th and 25th. It's right outside of State College at Wyndham Garden Hotels, and we are – promoting a kind of opening plenary that is a film festival. So an interesting approach to kind of kick off the event where we'll be showing some really great short films promoting watersheds and rivers in Pennsylvania and some of the really great work that's being done in those. The conference then includes some concurrent sessions on various topics of interest to our watershed associations and other partners. And then the following day has, again, a really great plenary speaker that will be kicking off the event. And I think it'll be a really great opportunity for some networking and some learning, kind of combining capacity building training, again, with technical presentations and workshops. All right. Well, ample information about that event is available on the PEC website at pecpa.org. Telly MacArthur is our newest watersheds program manager and point person on the Pennsylvania Organization for Watersheds and Rivers. Tali, thanks for being on the show and welcome to PEC. Thank you so much. I really look forward to continuing to be involved with this organization and promoting the efforts of power and supporting our watershed associations and all the great work that they do. (music) 
can meet Tally and the rest of our Watersheds team at the 2019 Watershed Connections Conference in State College. Again, more information and the sign-up link can be found at pecpa.org slash connections2019, pecpa.org slash connections2019. As always, we'll link that in the show notes. And that'll bring this episode to a close. Glad you were able to join us for it. You can stream Pennsylvania Legacies on the PEC website at pecpa.org. And you can subscribe as a podcast. Whatever device you use, whatever podcast app you favor, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, in Google Play, in Stitcher, in SoundCloud, and Player.fm, and elsewhere via RSS. Past episodes of the program going back to the fall of 2016 when we launched Pennsylvania Legacies can all be streamed on the PEC website in the audio room. That's pecpa.org slash audio. Peruse our back catalog there and send an email to suggest topics and guests for future episodes. We'd love to hear from you at legacies at pecpa.org, legacies at pecpa.org. Until next time, for the Pennsylvania Environmental Council, I'm Josh Rollerson. Thanks for listening.